Got a bit of a three-way happening this week. We got <coughs> Carrot all the way from. He's still in Biloela. He's still classified as Biloela yeah. Carrot, or is it somewhere else? No, nah, still in Biloela, mate. Best, best country town in Queensland. Best, it's probably one of the only ones. Um, and all the way over in Perth, hopefully avoiding monkey pox, chicken pox, and and COVID all at the same time. Macca, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, guys. Been a while, but um, beautiful, sweet mate. Always good to get you on after a Dragons win, mate. You don't have too many of them, so at least you'll be extra pep in your step this week. Yep. <laughs> great, great, great input as always, my Macca. Yep. yep, just yep, yep. That'll do it, boys. Yep. <laughs> uh, boys, how'd you enjoy the footy over the weekend, Carrot? What do you think? Any any highlights for you apart from? Uh, the Broncos beating the second worst team in the comp. <laughs> uh, yeah, without 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 arguably the best player in the comp, we um, mm. we still got the we still got the cake. So it's, uh, it was a great weekend of footy, mate. Uh, yeah, all around. Just the highlight, obviously, the Cowboys smacking the storm was yeah, obviously the highlight apart from the Broncos and myself, anyway. Yeah, that's it. Um, were you a little nervous ten minutes to go in that game? It was fourteen twelve. Yeah, without Reynolds, mate. Obviously, the nerves were. You know, thinking this is in the past where we sort of lose those games, but uh, there's a bit of mentality about the boys this year, so it was was a great one. Yeah, I think that's sort of a bit of a similarity, actually, between the Broncos and the Cowboys. These these young players, they've been breeding for a couple of years now. They're they're starting to come of age, which is always a good thing. You want to see a new generation come through and not just have uh, the Panthers and the Storm have all the good players in the comp, so yeah, it's refreshing. Yeah, it's good to see, mate. Good to see the Queensland sides back up there. Um, looking very promising for the state of origin this year. Yeah, and hopefully the Titans have a big win this weekend too. So, uh, Maka, what about you, mate? How about what's what's new in your world, mate? How are the how are the crabs going in fantasy? What what else is going on in Perth in your life? Uh, the crabs are going right in both comps at the moment, guys. Yeah, top four in one comp, and I think we're sitting in sixth in the other comp. So we're final sound at the moment. Okay. Um, a few injuries by the looks of it. JT mm. and AFBN. So mm. that's not very good. Overall, you know, dragging the tight eight, that's the main thing. As long as we can sneak into that eight spot as usual. That's it, um, mate. Gonna be a good year. Gonna be a good year. Beautiful. And I mean, hey mate, things could be worse. You could, you know, have the number one pick in a fantasy comp and pick Tommy Turbo and uh yeah, he's out for the rest of the season. So things could be worse for you, Macca. Yeah, as long as the uh, Melbourne Storm don't put Harry Grant in at halfback again, I'll be right because, yeah, he did not do well um, last week. So keep him at hooker and I'll be a happy man. That's it, mate. Uh, all right, a couple of things to go through before we get into the footy talk, boys. Uh, I don't know if you heard some of this news over the weekend, but a woman apparently gave birth while attending a Metallica concert in Brazil. It was actually uh, at the end of the concert during the, uh, the Enter Sandman uh, part of the, uh, the concert. Um, what's the most unusual thing you've probably ever seen at a concert? Kerry, we'll go you first. Unusual, mate. I've only ever been at two concerts in my life. Um, <laughs> two good and they ones. were probably the greatest... And to the obviously the, the greatest rock band of all time, Nickelback. So, oh, wow. um, yeah, you do see some crazy stuff at Nickelback concert, mate. There's um, they're a wild, is, rowdy bunch of people at Nickelback concerts, that's for sure. Is the crazy thing to see at Nickelback concerts uh, seeing other people at Nickelback concerts, mate? It's uh, they're actually, if you look at the records, they're one of the biggest rock bands of all time. So, wow. um, I'll just leave it at that. What's 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 the go-to favourite then? What what gets the playlist going in the in the car when you're driving around, Kerry? They're old stuff, mate. Never again and too bad. Just two of the biggest, 
bangers of all time. Yeah, that 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 sums up Nickelback in a, that should be, a that should, never again. That should be the intro. When we change it next week, the intro for NRL yeah. Seven Twenty is it's too bad. <laughs> Well, A, we could get sued by Nickelback. Now, I don't know if you'd want that or not, but, um, yeah, we could get sued using their music without I'm them. Pretty, well, if you're a I'm big, pretty tight with Chad, man. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're a big fan and you've got contacts, mate, why don't you get in contact with the band and if they'll let us use their music on the podcast, then we'll happily use Nickelback. It'll, it'll, uh, we've, we've had too many listeners and followers lately. We need to actually cut the numbers down. So if we play a bit of Nickelback, that'll be just right up that alley. I'll shoot him a DM tonight, mate, on Instagram. <laughs> you and your nightly DMs. Uh, what about you, Macca? Yeah. Any Have you been to any concerts in your life? Is that something that you even do? Um, no, over in Perth, we have some big names over here. So I've been uh, Foo Fighters and the Chili Peppers, so they weren't too oh, bad. But Beautiful. Yeah, we're all, all normal people go to those kind of concerts. Yeah. You know, not that nickel Mac crowd. Yeah, so. I agree. I agree, mate. What was the best one? We're going to get the second tier talent in Perth, mate. We're going to get the number one over here. So, yeah, Chili Peppers yeah. was a very good concert back in the day. Beautiful. And you'll be going to see Adele. Is Adele coming over there? Oh, I don't know. Oh, don't act don't like you don't know. You were messaging me the other day saying how excited you were for Adele. <laughs> yeah, she was quiet, guys. I thought that was just between us. Yeah, yeah. Keep those, keep those DMs between yourselves private. Um, boys, monkey pox. What the hell's going on? Um... What are people doing with monkeys these days? I mean, apparently there's monkey pox. People are having sex with them. Or somehow that's how it's transmitted. Like, I don't know if they're just hashing out the old AIDS theories again. People having sex with monkeys. But uh, what's going on with monkey pox? Are you, are you looking forward to getting it? Mate, you know I know monkey pox isn't true. <laughs> Why? Because Mark, Mark, did Michael Jackson ever have monkey pox? <laughs> I don't know what he was doing with bubbles, mate. And I don't want to know. Mate, I don't think he was bloody cuddling him, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Michael's He was a perfect size of a little boy. <laughs> oh, Michael's it. Michael's innocent, mate. I'm, I'm always going to stand by Michael. So yeah, yeah. Annie, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, boys, it's going now for what it's like in Billawheeler in Perth, but definitely here in Brisbane. Um, it's gotten a little bit chilly the last couple of nights, so winter's definitely coming. Um, have you got any go-to cold weather activities uh, or any particular meals if you're carb loading, trying to put on a few pounds and keep a bit warmer during the uh, cooler months? Uh, Maka, last time I saw you, looked like you'd already been preparing for winter maybe a few years in advance. So uh, any uh, any go-to cold weather meals or something like that for you, Maka? Oh, mate, I'm just – you're just talking about meals and drink. I'm just going to crack a Han 3.5 right now. I managed to get one. Yeah. In the um, Bunnings car park. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, hang on. You're in you're in the Bunnings car park cracking open a beer. Yeah, I had to walk across the road to the bottle shop. <laughs> That's our third. Yeah. Been a been a big day on the tools today, guys. So big day on the tools. Um, yeah. Practice, practice. You wouldn't know what a tool is. <laughs> yeah. uh, I've got ten flies and a couple of screwdrivers and a multimeter guys these days. So. Yeah, we're still working. Still working, mate. It never stops in Perth. You guys just you know, that's why he's around seven hundred and fifty k a year because you just never stop working. Good. That that and all the you got to uh, be on you got to be on that sort of money to afford to live over there. Well, that's true. You know, yeah, that, just, that's why everyone's second job over there is selling Omo on the streets. So it's, it's disgusting in Perth, boys. We just bought a house actually uh, up in the northern beaches, and our block of land is three hundred and thirty square meters. Oh. I think um, carriage toilet is probably bigger than that, to be honest. So. <sighs> Hard, the hard slog over here, guys, in the West. Oh, that's right. I wouldn't even know how big uh, Carrot's toilet is. He's never invited me up to Billa Wheeler, so. <clears throat> One day, boys. I love a lamb shake. A bit of mashed potato with a big lamb shake. Oh. Slow cook. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's a win for me, all right. There, I'd say. I could go one of them right now. Actually, it's a little little chilly here tonight. I could. Uh, I just actually yeah. had dinner before we recorded this, but by the time we finish, I might might be due for another meal. So that's 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 how the winter months get me. This is how I gain like four or five kilos every winter. I just can't stop eating. But um, yeah. yeah. We gotta. That's what. That's why we gotta get activities. We gotta do something. You know, we gotta do something to warm up under the sheets at night time. I don't know yeah. if you boys know anything about that, but uh, on to footy talk, boys. Um, Tommy Turbo. Sorry to hear, Kerry, your number one pick. He's done for the season. He's gone for uh, shoulder surgery. Is your fantasy team going to recover, or are you putting up the white flag now? Ah, uh, mate, I never do. Never give up, mate. I actually, I drafted him first in one comp, and the other comp, I just traded him in two weeks ago. I don't know. I know a huge trade, so wow. um, yeah, that hurt a fair bit. But nah, never a lie down, mate. Two trades, I got got Pappy back, and I'm I'm still in it, mate. Never give up. What about Manly? That's the red line. They're done for the year. What do you reckon, Macca? Are we do we even worry about Manly being a contender this year at all? Well, they look pretty good actually with Garrick at fullback um, when mm. Tommy was out at the start of the year. So I think if they can scrap a few more wins together, they'll um, they look better than the Dragons. Put it that way. So if they can get the eight schools. You never know what could happen. Come on, mate. Who are you playing at fullback these days? Oh, who knows? Cody Ramsey. So he's hit and miss. Oh. No, nah, I, I think Manly can still push for the eight. Oh, oh they'll be borderline. I, I don't know. I don't know if they'll um if they'll do much without Turbo for the rest of the season. But we'll wait and see. At least it's good for Queensland, so we won't have to worry about Turbo carving us up um in a New South Wales jersey anymore. The big game on the weekend, obviously, was the Cowboys getting up thirty six six over the Melbourne Storm. Um, we haven't heard from Hinchy in the last couple of days. I invited him to come on the podcast. He hasn't responded. Um, I don't know why. Uh, I, maybe something he said a couple of weeks ago saying he was going to eat his shorts or run through Coles naked if uh, the Cowboys ever beat the Storm or the Panthers. So it'd be good to see if he can uh, back up those claims. But um, the big talking point out of it was uh, Jason Tumalolo and Kyle Felt going off with both done their MCLs um, because of the Storm's twisting knee tactics uh, that have reared their ugly head. Um, nothing new for the Storm to be doing some sort of wrestling technique and sort of twisting players where they're not meant to be twisted. Uh, Carrot, I know you're a big fan of the Melbourne Storm and the way they play. Uh, what do you reckon about this latest episode? Oh, I think one of the tackles, there wasn't too much in it, mate. I think it might have been the Tom Lolo one. It, it's pretty hard, mate. You're out there, there's bodies flying around. I'd, I'd like to give the benefit of the doubt and say it was unintentional, but yeah, Storm do have a history of it and it was the same man. I think it was the cheese in both tackles. Like yeah. It was... Yeah, definitely that felt one. It sort of looked like when the momentum was falling, he could have sort of got out of it, but he sort of kept the kept grip of the leg and took him right to the ground. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm not 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 sure. I, I reckon there was a point where he could have pulled out. So, mm. oh, mate, I wouldn't put. Any, I'm not a fan of the storm by any means. So I wouldn't put anything past him. But yeah, you'd like to give him the benefit of the doubt and think they're not intentionally hurting other opposition neural players. Well, that's one I didn't think you were going to say, Carrot. I thought you were going to say the Storm of Grubs, they're cheats. They've been doing two different books and given Harvey Norman vouchers for 20 years now. The, their coach is a flog and uh, they should be kicked out of the competition. Oh, mate, when, when your size in the top four and everything, the oh, world just seems beautiful. So. The world's a, world's a beautiful place at the moment, mate. Well, you're in fifth, Good but point. I guess Bronco supporters will say they're in fourth when they're in fifth, but yeah, sure. Points differential, mate. Let's not get tactical. <laughs> Uh, Macca, what about you, mate? Uh, the Dragons even had a bit of a history with uh, the Storm a few years back. I think they were one of the original teams that used to crack up um, when, when Brownie was there, going off about the Storm's tactics with chicken wings when they first were birthed and crusher tackles and the old leg pulls and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, 
Anything you've got to add with the Storm? No, nah, I'm happy, mate. Let let it play on. They'll, they'll get rubbed out eventually. The referees will start blowing the whistle next week and you'll see a few boys go to the bin. So we'll just leave them that. I think just watching the Cowboys play, we've got some, yeah, I think uh, Billy Slater's got a few names he can pull out of the hat now with um, an NI and Tualangi and all those kind of boys are in form. And, yeah, young Gilbert, I think he might be a Queenslander. So mm. the Cowboys keep doing what they're doing. It's going to be a, um, yeah, Billy Billy's going to be scratching his head, I think, to who's going to pick or who's going to debut. Yeah, so, well, Fat Reese was Fat Reese was mm-hmm. saying a few weeks ago that Nanai's numbers don't really stack up and all he does is score tries, I guess. Scoring 10 tries in 10 games, it's not really that good of a feat. So he doesn't really need to be picked. Who, who can win games scoring tries? So, um, But yeah, no, the young cows, they're going all right. Uh, one last thing before we get into the preview. The bunker has had its moments again over the weekend, as it does every weekend. Um Seems to be a little bit slower every time they go up for a try and then they have probably two or three replays and then they go to the referee and then the referee puts his hands up and says, oh, they're going to have a look at it. Then they go and have another three or four replays and then they still decide if it's a try or not a try. It seems like it's actually taking longer than when they just used to go straight upstairs and have a look at replays. So the bunker, should it stay or should it go? Got to get rid of it. It's taking too long. It's like watching NFL now. Games are meant to go for two hours. Get rid of him. Back the referee in. He's there to do a job. Kids growing up these days, who would want to be a referee because they don't even get to make the decision anymore. Just goes upstairs and get rid of it. Well, it's not only that. I mean, you've got the referee and the two linesmen. I mean, between the three of them, I mean, you know, for a hundred years they were able to make a decision without video referees, and now all of a sudden they can't make anything without referring. And even when they do make a decision, the bunker wants to put his two cents in and go, no, hang on, stop the game. We've got to look at something here for another minute or two. So, I uh, know, Kerrid, you're a very patient man. You must be loving the bunker. Oh, I think they just need to blow it up. Like, I actually agree with all what Kenty said the other day. They just need to just completely strip the bunker and change the whole philosophy on it. It's Like Macca said, it's just way too slow is the issue at the moment. Mm. And to re- review tries, but the referees gives the try, the kicker pretty much goes back nearly, the kicker's nearly in place all the time they decide Oh, we'll review it. So it's a good, like Mac said, a minute to a two minutes loss. Yeah. You know, I, don't, I don't understand why they can't review it straight away. Like, they should be looking at it as soon as he puts the ball down or doesn't, whatever. They should be reviewing it there and then. And before they even do anything, <laughs> if there's an issue, then go. Like, yeah. It's so frustrating. So. You're at the magic that, round, Jason. How was it watching a live game? That's, live game that's what I was just about to say. Um, it's weird as a fan because, yeah, we were there all week and we watched all the games and every time someone scored a try, you'd see the players and they only go back maybe 10, 20 metres from the try line and they all stand there and everyone's just, like, waiting because, like, <laughs> you know, the defending team standing there, the attacking team standing there, the referee standing there, everyone's just sort of waiting for, like, 30 seconds to go by to then see what the referee says. So the crowd goes up, it's like, yeah, yeah, we scored a try. But then everyone, it's not like the, the screams that it used to be in years past. Everyone sits there like, okay, cool, we scored. Let's just sit here for 30 to 40 seconds and see if they're going to go upstairs and have another look. And it seems like eight out of every 10 tries these days, they always want to go upstairs and have a look at it. So it's, yeah, it's a very, very weird feeling as a fan even because no one knows. Like, you literally just burn two minutes of time after someone scores and you're like, okay, well, is this going to be a try? Are they going to take the points off the board? Are we going to be playing fifth tackle 10 metres out? Like, what's going on? So, yeah, it's, um, it's, I don't know. I think they've taken all the passion. They've taken the passion out of it. 
Yeah. So for me, they've taken the passion out of the game. Same thing's happened with soccer and football. I know in the Premier League over in England, same thing. You know, like people are scoring these amazing goals and everyone's going crazy in the crowd. And then all of a sudden, a minute later, they go and review it. Like it's just, it's taken the moment out of the sport, which is what everyone lives for is that moment. You know, the moment your team scores a try and you're excited and up yeah. and down, now you're like, yeah. first thing you think about is, oh, did he actually knock the ball on, you know, three tackles ago or was there an instruction or? I mean, you know, it's three referees on the field. I'd better see two referees. Like, I don't know why they, they can the two referees. I, I, I'd go back to two referees and, like Max said, scrap the bunker. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh, they're definitely going to do something because it's just it's definitely taken away the entertainment value of the game. And even when you're there live, it's just it's just a really odd feeling. If someone scores a try, and you don't really know if it's going to be a try or not, so you don't you don't celebrate it as much as you normally would. And yeah, I don't know, it's just it's a bit weird. But anyway, hopefully the NRL does something about it because it is definitely a hindrance on the game. Um, that's probably going to do it, boys. Let's get into a round twelve preview. Round 12 kicks off Thursday night, 7.50, Amy Park and Melbourne. The Storm are hosting Manly. Obviously, we said Manly before without Tommy Turbo for the rest of the season. Uh, Jerome Hughes, hopefully, is a, is a starter this week. He was a late scratching against the Cowboys last week. Still no Pappy. He's still a few more weeks away. Uh, the boys, the Storm, they've um, kind of been pulled their pants down the last two weeks against two of the top teams in the Panthers and the Cowboys. They... Were able to score only one try in both games, and they had thirty plus put on them in both. So, how do we see the storm? Are they going to bounce back against Manly? Macca will go to you first. Hopefully, you're not drunk in the car park at Bunnings yet. No, still on the first one, guys. But um, <laughs> I think yeah, Hughes is going to make a big difference. He seems to just leave the team around the park and slow slow it down a bit. Um, and Cam Munster, he should be pay- playing for another contract, you know, big talk with him and the Dolphins, so I think he's just got to pull his finger out, and um, I just don't think he'd like to put the pressure on him, so Hughes can do his job and, you know, put the bombs up and kick to the corners and let Munster play his game. Yeah, I think this going to be way too good for the Manly. Bellamy won't let him lose, you know, another one. Yeah. <laughs> Reese said last week that you don't see him lose two in a row. Well, you definitely don't see him lose three in a row, that's for sure, <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, hopefully they'll they'll bounce back at home this week against Manly. Carrot? Yeah, I think I think Manly might give them a run, mate. Like Packer said at the start, Seagulls actually played very well with that turbo and they actually used their right side, which I don't know if you've watched them the last two or three weeks, their right side with Cherry onto um big Ola Kawatu, it's mm. it's been non existent. Non existent, like the big fella hasn't got the ball at all. So well, I think they'll give them a bit of a run. I think they'll be pretty fired up to prove everyone wrong after Turbo and Man, Schuster makes a huge difference to that side. If he can, I know he's not fit enough for big fella to play 80, but if he can get 60, 70 minutes, then uh, he's, he's going to um, cause, I think, the Seve defender on the right side, or I think if the Seve's down the right side, he'll, he'll cause him a fair bit of trouble over there. So, mm. yeah, I think it'll be a lot, I think it'll be fairly close. Yeah, the outside back for the Storm definitely looked very suspect in defence. I've always thought that is kind of the weakness to their team, is their outside backs. Um, yeah, I mean, they're not big household names. Nick Meany, Dean Ariama, Marion Sevy, Justin Ollum's obviously been solid. Xavier Coates was a, an Origin player last year. But um, they're definitely, like, defensively, I think there definitely is questions asked. And I think the last two weeks they've had that exposed a little bit in defence. So, um, yeah, it will be interesting. Manly, like you said, I mean, their, their strength is probably their edges. Not having Turbo and not having Jason Saab is going to hurt them a lot in strike power, but... Uh, at least with their back rowers, yeah. Like, um, if Schuster can come on after twenty twenty five, give him a spark on one edge, and like you said, Big Olo's on the other side. They might, uh, yeah. 
uh, it could be an upset. Who knows? I mean, the Storm definitely uh, lacking a bit of confidence getting their, their asses handed to them two weeks in a row. But, yeah, she'll be interesting. We'll see how it goes. I, I'm tipping a Storm comfortable win, though. Um, you boys both on Storm as they're well? The, yeah. There's a young fella in the Storm in the reserves, uh, Will, Will Warbrick. Um, he's been just absolutely chopping up in Queensland Cup. Okay. I think he scored like eight or nine tries. So he plays in the centres. So yeah, right. I'd, um, yeah, I reckon there might be a bit of a late a late push for him to come into Savo. So keep an eye on Will Warbrick. Okay. He's a uh, another next next one. The Storms unleashed. He's an absolute gun. Have you picked him up in fantasy already, Karen? Nah, mate. I need wins. I can't be picking up any young fellas where I am on a ladder. I need uh, wins desperately. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stash anyone away there for a few weeks. Unfortunately not, mate. Not in one comp. One comp, I'm flying up on top, and the other one, I'm down the bottom. So we'll see how we go. <laughs> uh, six... You know what I read today? George, George Tafua's first game since 2020. Yeah, it's uh, 20 months, yeah. Oh, is it really? I haven't seen how he's been doing. Yeah, I haven't seen, seen what he's been doing at a New South Wales Cup, but yeah, wonder, wonder how we go. Has he been, has he been playing? I think he's done his... Um... Achilles, he tore his Achilles like at right at the end of 2020, didn't he? Or middle of 2020, I think it's taking ridiculously long to come back from that. So yeah, right. I don't know how much he's played in South Wales Cup. Yeah, well, that's right. Actually, can put a hit they, on. Can put a hit on old George. They have put Saab in at 19 on the reserves bench. So there you go. Uh, 6 p.m. on Friday, big clash, first versus third. Uh, Penrith Panthers hosting the Cowboys. Unfortunately, the Cowboys will be a little short on troops. No Jason Tamalolo, no Kyle Felt, thanks to the Storm. Um, but the Cows have been very, very solid. Scotty Drinkwater has been amazing at fullback. Um, Hammer just slots straight in onto the wing to take Felty's spot. Unfortunately, Tamalolo's spot is being taken by Cohen Hess, so that's probably... Uh, Cohen Hess will probably be the Panthers' best player on the night. Um, but a lot of these young guys have been playing outstanding, as we already said about the Cowboys. The Panthers, well... <laughs> I don't know if the Panthers are really scared of anyone in the competition this year, so they just keep rolling on. Um, boys, how do you see this one? Mac, we'll go to you first. Oh, I'm just going to go the favourites, mate. I don't really have too much to say to this. Yeah, I think Panthers are just too well-disciplined. And, yeah, I think um, Cowboys are flying, but I don't know how they go against the uh, top teams. I know they just did the Storm, but Storm had a lot of, a few injuries. So, yeah, I think Panthers will um, yeah, cover this game pretty easy. 13-plus mm. things. 13 plus. If Lolo and Feldy were playing, would you have given them a bit more of a chance? Uh, probably not, to be honest. I like a gamble, so I'd still probably go 13 plus and see what happens. Fair enough. Kerb? Yeah, I think uh, it, it'll be a bridge too far. I think there's sort of daylight between the Panthers and everyone else. Hopefully the Cowboys can get a bit of a run through. Panthers got some competition this year for the Premiership, but if Cowboys can get within 10 points or you know within two tries of the Panthers, I think they'll take a I think they'll take a lot of confidence, but yeah, losing Lalo's huge. Um, Phelps sort of not here, neither here nor there. Hammer will do a pretty good job of facing him, but yeah, losing those hard meters, which you're going to need up against Fisher Harris and the rest of the um, Panthers pack up the middle, it's mm. they're, uh, really going to hurt without Lalo. Um, I think he's a he's going to be a huge loss for him this week. So, like Macca said, I think it'll be 13 plus, but yeah, I, I hope that they can give him a run anyway. How about probably the Cowboys' only chance of winning this game? It's going to help both teams. Is if in the first set of six of the game, Cohen Hess just comes out there and just lays out the biggest swinging elbow on Nathan Cleary's massive chin, breaks Cleary's jaw. He's out for a couple of months. Hess actually gets sent off, which probably helps the Cowboys. I reckon if that happens in the first minute, Cowboys could could sneak away a win. 
Come on, Jason. We've got kids listening to this pod, mate. We don't want to uh, condone violence. No, they don't, mate. Right it's, this is an 18-plus podcast, <laughs> Macca. No kids listen to it. <laughs> All right. So no one gives the Cowboys any hope for the second week in a row. Um, we'll see. Hopefully they can defy the odds again. Uh, second game Friday night, 7.55 at Suncorp Stadium, the greatest stadium in the world. Brisbane Broncos hosting the Gold Coast Titans coming up the M1 for the game. Hopefully they leave at lunchtime because the traffic on the M1 on a Friday afternoon is horrendous. Carrot, your boys, I hate to say it, they're playing pretty well. Um, even without COVID, hamstring, leg soreness, Adam Reynolds not in the squad at the moment. The Titans, they'll they'll just throw the ball around. they got nothing to lose, but... Uh, how do you think your boys are going to go this week? Yeah, oh, mate. If Reynolds was playing, I'd be, I'd be supremely confident. I would be not a care in the world. But Titans have got a bit of attack about them. If we give them Titans the same sort of chances as we did with the Knights in the first forty, fifty that we gave them, there could be a chance. Especially if uh, Peter ends up making the side, so he'll be fired up to, against these all these mates at the Broncos. So, mm-hmm. um, look, I think it's going to be a lot closer without Reynolds. I think if Reynolds would be Broncos, we you know, at least twenty plus, but. Yeah, I think it'll be one to ten Broncos. I'd say. Who's been your biggest surprise from the Broncos this year? Probably Carrigan, mate. Like there was always been raps on Carrigan. Like there's all you know, always coming through, and I just didn't really see it. He he'd done stupid things. He still does stupid things, but he just mate, he's just developed this year, and the way he plays the game now, like he's he's one of the supreme forwards in the game. Like you know, five hundred thousand dollars we've just signed him for for you know next three seasons is probably pretty cheap. But I imagine there'd be a lot of clubs that give him a lot more than that. So. Mm. Probably Carrigan, mate. Carrigan, mate, and the other ones. The other ones have been um, Corey Oates. Corey Oates has come back, and yeah, I thought he was done and dusted in the NRL in the last few years. Like he hasn't even been getting a run, and when he has gotten a run, it's been horrendous. So, mm. mate, he's really proved everyone wrong. Come back. He just had a tough few years, obviously playing with Darius Boyd. That sort of Darius Boyd hurt him for those couple of years and sort of buggered him. But yeah, Corey Oates and um, Carrigan, mate, they've really, really surprised me this year. Herbie only gave Corey Oates the ball a few more times. Um, <laughs> he probably has a few mid follows in his uh, on his tally. Herbie just yeah always steps back inside, doesn't he? Watching him last weekend. Yeah, I think that's a bit of a G up Herbie thinking that he can go to fullback. I don't know. <laughs> I think he's just trying to get a bit bigger contract because as a fullback you've got to be able to pass the ball, and all Herbie can't pass the ball to save himself. So I'm not sure where <laughs> he's told him he can make him in the NRL as a fullback, but yeah, good luck to him. Yeah. Yeah, he's been watching uh, Justin Nolan too many times. That's why he doesn't want to pass it. I reckon, what's that late mail, boys? Aaron Booth might get a run for the Titans. Aaron Booth? Where's, Aaron where's, where's Aaron he Booth. from? Uh, Q Cup. I can't remember what team he's actually been playing for lately. But, um, yeah, they rate him pretty highly. He's only a short bloke, 175 centimetres, 88 kilos. Opposition is previous club, Previous club was the Storm. He's a hooker. Oh, yeah, Boothy. Yeah, yeah, he was eligible to play. I think he was only on a train and trial contract. He'll be right to go. Yeah, so I think he might sneak into the 17 this week and yeah, good he might call. Be looking at Boyd or yeah, I don't think he'll start, but I think he might get a few minutes on the bench. Mm. Yeah, he's away. very handy. Yeah. Meant to be pretty good. Hate to say it, but yeah, I, I probably do see a Broncos 13 plus win happening here. I think big home crowd. They've been riding a bit of momentum, and the Titans are sort of probably one of the most suspect defensive teams in the competition. So. I think your boys, Carrot, might be in for a, a bit of a half-decent win this night. Can you, you look at the Broncos' spine, our number nine, our seven, six, and one, and how we are winning games of football without Reynolds is just 
it's absolutely staggering, mate. But you look at Walters, like Walters, is, I reckon there's probably three or four better hookers in the Queensland Cup than Walters. Mm. You're young as a man, what's he, 18, 19, barely played, and you got Gamble, who tries his heart out, but he unfortunately doesn't have the talent in the world. And you got Mary Martin, who's he's a handy footballer, but he's not a fullback. Like, old Kevy deserves a lot of credit for what he's doing up there. Look, it's been it's it's a simple game plan with them. They get they get their power runners good early ball with space. You know, you got Stags and Farmworth who have just been absolutely carving it up week and week. And I mean, it's if you've got two good hard running centers, it's not rocket science. You give them early ball and you let them go to work. And Reynolds and and Kevy have obviously known that and know that's where their bread's buttered and. They, they cause a lot of havoc and get a lot of metres out of those guys. I mean, even if you get an early ball out to them on the third, they'll probably make a 30, 40-metre run and get you in attacking position. So it's not rocket science. It's good old-fashioned smart football. Um, and Reynolds is a pretty smart halfback. Um, but like you said, without him, they still, you know, I mean, it was a close game for 70 minutes. They put it on the Knights in the last 10. But, yeah, no, they've, they've, been, they've just been playing to their strengths, the Broncos. And even old glory hole Kurt Capewell, he's been, he's been pretty solid for them. Like, just sort, of, just sort of does all the professional things that you sort of need him to do. He doesn't really miss tackles, doesn't really make too many errors or mistakes and just sort of, you know, gives them a steady head in the forwards, which is probably what they need at times with all the young guys there. But, no, the Broncos, I'm, uh, they've been going pretty good. There's a little bit of a buzz around Brisbane in the last few weeks, just a little one. So maybe they think that... Uh, the wooden spoon years might be over for him at this stage, but we will wait and see. Moving along, Saturday, 3 p.m. up here in Redcliffe, actually. The Warriors are hosting the Newcastle Knights. Um, winner of this game is going to be avoiding the wooden spoon at all costs. I don't have anything to say about this game. Macca, we'll go to you first. What do you What do you think? Well, I was starting to hit you up, and I see Clifford's halfback. What happened to Clune? Is he injured, is he? I don't. Who cares? Um yeah. Like, they dropped it. Just, I, they can't do any worse than what they've been doing, mate. So, uh, look, I don't give a shit. Yeah. If they, can, they can put Matty Johns back at half somewhere. I don't think it's going to make too much of a difference at the moment. But, you know, Milford, he had a good run under his belt. I think his first game in, in ages, I think he, he looked like he was trying to create a few things there. Just looked like a bit of rust on his part. But I think after a few games, he might maybe give the boys a bit of a creative spark, which is desperately what they need out of their halves because they're not getting anything. Yeah, I mean they've got pretty much all their forward pack back to full strength now. They just they just got to get something out of their creative players, the ones six and seven, because um, chat Chris Randall out of nine's not going to do fuck all for them basically. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, just just have a go, Knights. That's all I can say. Have a go, but yeah, Macca. Yeah, no, I like Milford had a good. He had a crack in the first half for not playing a game for sixteen months or eight months or whatever they said it was. It was. I reckon he's done really well. Yeah, just that second half, come out of the dressing room, must have been half asleep, so he struggled, the poor lad. But I think, you know, a couple more games, get the rust out, like you said. I think he'll do well, but I just they can't keep changing their halves pairing. I don't know if Plumes, if Plumes out, but unless Clifford's been killing it in um, New South Wales Cup. I just saw an article the other day, John, to the Warriors, Harris DeVita, he's um, taken leave after this season. He's going to take a break from rugby league and... Hmm. Um, go travelling, so I don't know. <laughs> really? He's having a gap year? Yeah, he's having a gap year from rugby league. He's um, had a bit of an article out there and he just said, you know, I've, just, I've had enough. I don't want to sign a contract. I've had enough of the pressure and I'm just going to relax. And he goes, I feel sorry for all the kids out there. You know, their dream is to play NRL, but at this point of the time in my life, I'm just, um, yeah, I don't want to commit and I just want to have a break. Have a break? How old is he? Interesting. 22, oh, 23. 
Yeah. What's he born? 1999. So whatever that is, do some quick math for us, Jason. 23, mate. Yeah, 23. That'll make him. Um, yeah, that's a bit interesting. Um, having a bit of a break. I, I didn't hear about that article, but I mean, he's a good young player. I mean, the Warriors are going to be pretty devastated. Um, obviously, uh, you know, Brownie cooking his spag bowl for the boys on Tuesdays obviously didn't do the job to, to keep him around much longer. But um, yeah, that's a bit of a sad, sad point because he is a good, good rising up and coming player. I enjoy watching him play. So yeah, that's a bit weird. But um, who yeah. knows? Maybe he's going to go to Amsterdam and get on some of the good stuff over there. <laughs> and I think with the Warriors, they just picked up that um, used to play for the Raiders, Dunamis, uh, Dunamis Louis. Dunamis Louis. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So he's been, he's been listed in the reserves. So. Oh, what's the latest with uh, AFB? Is he done, is he? Done and dusted, mate. I think they got a LaFranc injury in the foot. It's the Ooh. it's the um, ACL of the ACL. foot, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. That, yep. is, that is a big one for the foot. So so he's done. Fantasy owners all around Australia. Devastated. He's done. Yeah, and yeah, shout, out to, been lot, yeah. Mm. shout out to Robert Beaner. He was trying to get him off me last week, and I didn't pull the trigger. I was too scared. So, yeah. Um, congrats, Robert. You... Dodged a bullet. Got away with that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dodged a bullet. Yeah. He tend, tends to do that old beats. Carrot, uh, what do you mm. think about this clash, mate? Uh, yeah, I'm going to pick the Knights. Pick the Knights for this one. I actually, I think if Clifford can get a bit of confidence back, I, I, I think I still think Clifford's an NRL player. Like I think he's had a few issues. Yeah, he is. I heard there was mental mental health issues or something went on, but mate, if his forwards, which you look at that forward pack, you know Barnett, Fitzy, Clemmer. The two side fees. I mean, what have they got there? Is that they got three, four state of origin players in their, in their forward pack? Yeah, and Frizzell, so and you know, so they got two or three international players and four mm. uh, origin players there, mate. If they can't dominate this New Zealand Warriors side without Lodge and AFB, you know, or they got Jazz Kavanga a starting front rower, and they got Freddie Lusick as a as the hooker, um, apart from Tohu Harris, that forward pack is incredibly weak, and the Warriors' back line looks even weaker. So, mm. yeah, if the, if the Knights can't win this week, mate, uh, then there's got to be serious questions asked about him, O'Brien. Look, I know. I, was, oh, I think I'm I think those sure questions have been out. Much of it. No, those questions have been out for a long time about O'Brien. I don't like I said. Looking at that team, it's 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 a top eight team. There's no reason they should be coming fifteenth. They've been in seventh spot the last two years and made the finals. And this year was probably their best squad in the last three years. And for some reason they're doing the worst. And something's got to be asked they about the coach. Up, but yeah, as soon as something goes wrong, you watch the Knights like that obstruction play with the Broncos. You know, fair enough, it probably wasn't obstruction. But as soon as that happened, mm. the Knights just gave up. Like, what did we put twenty something points on in the last ten minutes? Or Yep. The Knights just fold into nothing as soon as something goes against them. So there's just no mentality at all there amongst the sides. So, and I know Milford's unfit, but mate, his second half was he was pretty horrendous in that second half. Like that intercept pass he threw at the end sort of summed him up. So, mm. you know, that's that's been typical Milford the last three years. So I'm not sure. You know, if Redcliffe Dolphins are looking for him to be their savior in the halves next year, I'd, I'd be very, <laughs> yeah. Very reluctant unless you see something from Milford over the next few weeks. Anyhow. Mm. Well, we'll see. We'll see what our version of the Knights rock up this week. And, um, yeah, like you said, if they can't beat the Warriors, um, an understrength Warriors team, uh, yeah, that could be maybe the, the last nail in the coffin for maybe Adam O'Brien. So we'll, we'll wait and see. 5.30 on Saturday at Accor Stadium. The South Sydney Rabbitohs are hosting the West Tigers. Tigers, I thought, have been playing pretty well of late. Like, they have been... 
a little bit more consistent and not getting flogged by 60 points a game. Uh, South Sydney, very, very up and down. Um, not too sure which team rocks up from week to week. Macca, where's your money going on this game, mate? Uh, I've tipped the Rabbitohs. With any confidence? Uh, I think, yeah. No, no, not at all. You can tell from the tone of my voice. So, yeah, um, I'm on the Rabbitohs. I think in the reserves, Cam Murray has been named, so I'm mm-hmm. assuming he's going to get a start. Yep. All right. Carrot? Uh, I'm tipping the Tigers for this one, mate. The Rabbitohs were just horrendous last week, and mm. they skipped out to a bit of a lead the week before against the Warriors, and then the Warriors actually decided they might play footy, and, you know, they probably nearly could have won that game, so... Be very, very concerned about the uh, Rabbitohs. I read somewhere today that the Rabbitohs are averaging a knock-on every six minutes. So, oh wow, mate, they're um or a mistake every six minutes. So they're they're horrendous this year. Um, yeah, um, I don't know where they go. They need Latrell and Cam Murray back pretty desperately. So maybe Murray back might be an injection they need this week. But um, I think then. If the Tigers with Hastings, it is, and Brooks is back for the Tigers this week, and Little's back, so I think, and then Dan Laurie's back, so mm. I think with those with those three players back for the Tigers, mate, I'm, um, yeah, I'm, I'm on the Tigers this week. I think I'm going to go with you there. I think I think definitely the Tigers have got this. i just looking over their team. It looks almost full strength, and uh, Jackson Hastings, I really like him. He's just a guy who seems like he just gets in and tries hard every single game. Um, looks like a real competitor, and those are the guys you always want in your team. Yeah, I think uh, Cam Murray will be a good late addition if he can play for the Bunnies, but yeah, I don't know. They're just they're in all sorts of Bunnies. Um, Super coach must have been doing a lot for him, and uh, that COVID leg soreness groin hamstring boy, Adam Reynolds, they must have... Uh, been holding that whole ship together over there because they were last year's grand finalists. But Latrell is also a pretty big out for him as well, I guess. So, um, yeah, the Bunnies, they're, they're in all sorts at the moment. Not too sure what's happening with them. But, yeah, I think the Tigers, they got a good chance of winning that one. Um, we'll move along. 7.35 also on Saturday night. Points Bet Stadium, the Sharks are hosting the Roosters. Good clash this one. Um, both these teams are going to be trying to get into the top four with a win here. Talakai looks like he's he's back in the lineup. Matt Moylan and Hines are reaffirmed back in the halves. Will Kennedy is back at fullback. So the Sharks look like they're probably back to full strength once again. Um, the Roosters are the same as well. They've got all their troops on board. Jared Weary Hargraves escaped a suspension again. Um, how he keeps doing that, I don't know. Um, must be some brown paper bags getting around in Bondi again. But, uh, yeah, this will be a close close clash. I'm not too sure how this one's going to go. Carrot, what do you reckon? Uh, I'm tipping the Roosters for this one. Uh, Sharkies have played pretty good footy, but you look at who the Sharkies have beaten this year and their performances against the better sides, and you know, when they play a top four side like the Broncos, like the Broncos absolutely pop them. So mm. um, when they're playing the straggling sides, they seem to put these amazing performances on and everyone says, yeah, good times and rah, rah. But... Mm. Yeah, they've sort of struggled. So I, until I see them actually knock off one of the better sides, yeah, I think the Roosters. I think the Roosters might get the might get the points in this one. I think Robbo is going to have them proper fired up. Like they were pretty, they were pretty lackluster at points up against the Panthers last week. So yeah, yeah it'll be a pretty big loss too for the Roosters. Like if they lose this week and a couple of the other teams in front of them get wins, suddenly that top four sneaks away from the Roosters. So yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm on the um, on the Roosters. Yeah, I'm on the Roosters, but I'm just taking some notes down because. I'm two in front of Carrot on the um, NRL tipping comp with the boys, so you know, I've got to try and find a few, got to try and find a few roughies there to uh, keep that lead in front. 
So he did mention he was going these tigers in the last one. So mm. definitely going to go to rabbit. Not too long. Keep that, keep that lead well ahead. He could be throwing a yeah. dummy at you, Macca, yeah. and just saying this, and then he's going to tip the other way. Henchy yeah. does that, mate. When Henchy comes on the podcast, he tips one. He tells us he tips one forward and does the other thing. So. I, don't, not, does he? Yeah. I don't think Henchy actually remembers what he says when he comes on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, I, think, I think if Nicola keeps doing what he's doing, you know, like Harry said, he's not really performing against the top teams, but he, the way he's playing, he's probably on that bench for the New South Wales team. So... Mm. I think if he keeps doing what he's doing, he's going to um, get Freddie's attention and never know, mate, he might he might be that number 14, that Mr. Fixit that they might need if there's an injury. When are they picking New South Wales? Is it is it this weekend or is it next weekend? I think it's this Sunday, eh? It is this Sunday. Yeah, Sunday yeah. Oh, we probably should have done yeah. New South Wales team selections, but... Oh, well, we'll just... No uh, one cares about New South Wales. Yeah, well, hey, mate, we have a lot of listeners in... Uh, Central Coast, Sydney, Newcastle, Canberra. A lot of people listen to us down there, so it's not not a Queensland-only podcast, Carrot. Come on, mate. Uh, fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'd like to mention a shout-out to um, Jeff Poole. He's a loyal listener. He's living over in WA, but he is a uh, cockroach. Yeah, he'd, he'd like to say hello to all the boys out there and girls that are listening. And um, Jeffrey, time to get out there on Tinder, mate, and find some tail. You can't keep living at your... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Don't do Cooley like that, mate. Come on. Cooley, we love you. I reckon the beard, it looks looks, looks fantastic on you, Cooley. So, uh, yeah, come on. Round of applause for well, Cooley, he mate. He's just, he's doing well. Nah, he had a trim, mate. He's looking fresh, though. So Is he? He might, he might be, uh, yeah, he might be trying to get out there. Did he, did he trim the grey out of it, or? Uh, I think he just cut it clean, eh? He's just a bit of stubble last time I saw him a couple of weeks ago. Oh, good. He's looking, looking fresh. He's looking fresh. Tell him to send me a profile. Oh, I want to look at his new new fresh cut. <laughs> so, uh, boys, two p.m. on Sunday, the Bulldogs hosting your mighty Dragons. Macca will let you take the floor with this one. Uh, surely your boys have got to get a win against the doggies. <laughs> it's against the dogs, mate. There's no more to say. Easy win. Slow <laughs> match two tries. Surely's going to run over somebody. Yeah, easy, easy money. Put yeah. your put your house loan, guys. Put your house loan on. Is it 13 plus or is it just 1 to 12, Macca? I'll just take the win, mate. Yeah, I'm not greedy on this one. <laughs> win and low, Mac. Yep, that'll do me. Doggies, sack their coach. I don't know what, what's happening with them. We, we pretty much say it nearly every single round preview on the podcast. Uh, I don't know what the hell the doggies are doing as an organisation. But Phil Gould apparently acts like he has all the answers. But... um. Yeah, uh, and the Dragons. The Dragons are coming off a good win, so hopefully they can get another one here. So I was going to stop you for a second. I was going to say, did you see the footage between um, Dusty and Naden after the game on the weekend? No. They had a bit of a um, push and shove and shirt grab. Right. So, no, Naden come out. Naden come out and said they just made a bit of a, um, bit of a mate thing. Yeah. I was going to say, it's interesting, you know, because a lot of people didn't like Dusty apparently in the Dragons either, so I think he might be a bit of a bad apple, that Dusty, but you never know. Yeah, he. Um, uh, if you want to say bad apple, but we'll just say he looks like a complete flog. But yeah, <laughs> no, I think uh, yeah, Moses Sule. He last week against the Warriors, he's taken the um, taking the line on very hard, just running straight. He can't pass the ball, but he just runs straight and gets that quick play of the ball. So mm-hmm. looking good, and um, good to see young Michael Mola get a try and debut. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, it seems seems looking good, Andrew. Andy McCulloch's back, Macca, so he might get a few minutes there and lead the team around and 
slow and steady, but yeah, we'll see how we go. Well, I think Jack Burney's a tough team and he just signed the contract, but I don't know. I don't think he likes it playing second row, to be honest. So mm-hmm. um, I'm getting I'm sick of watching him, actually. Well, Macca, the thing is, Manly and, and Rabbitohs both have tough games this weekend. I mean, if you guys can get the win, you might just sneak into the eighth spot by the end of the weekend. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, no one's even talking about the Dragons this year, mate. You could be in eighth spot by the end of the weekend. You've... There's a reason no one's talking about the Dragons. Have you watched them play? Hey, hey, hey. Gerard, well, hey. your thoughts? I'm happily not watched this game this weekend. I don't think I've watched the Bulldogs game unless they play the Broncos. So. What, are the, what are the Bulldogs doing? They've got Matt Dusty still in their starting fullback. Like, he's not there next year. He's signed with a new club. The Dogs are wooden spooners. And they keep playing Dusty, who just. He honestly doesn't look like he gives two shits about footy at the moment. Like some of his attempted tackles are pathetic. And they've got young Avarillo sitting in reserves who can't get a run, who looks like he's got a fair bit of potential. So I've got no idea what Phil Gould's doing over there. Um, I know everyone gives him credit for the big Panthers rebuild and everything, but it wasn't until actually Phil Gould left the joint and Ivan Cleary sort of blew it up a bit that uh, the club turned around. So, mate, I, I think he's got no idea what he's doing, Phil Gould. And, their Bulldogs are just looking absolute shambles at the club at the moment. I don't think anyone at the Bulldogs has any clue what they're doing. I mean, kind There's of. No plan, mate. Like, are they are they investing in juniors? Like, no, are they bringing? I mean, are they, is that what they're going to do? Like, they're, 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 they're not giving. They're giving a couple of juniors a run, but then they're playing Vaughan and Duffy and that who aren't going to be there next year. But that's what I'm saying. Like, even yeah, like no I watched them on the weekend. Uh, I watched the last little bits of that game against the Tigers, and like, all I need to know about the Bulldogs and just how they don't have a clue is. There was a knock-on. There was like 15 seconds to go before full-time. The Tigers are up by 14 points, and Paul Vaughan is like arguing with the ref about the call and then trying to get all the boys to quickly pack the scrum. It was like there was literally five seconds on the clock and you're down by 14 points. Like, it was just... Oh, at least he's having a dig, mate. Like, oh, I, I give Vaughan one thing. He's having a bit of a dig this year. You look at his stats, he's having a dig, Vaughan. Some of the decisions, like Matt Burton, mate, I think he's free to hit the open market. I was reading November 1, like, he must be going to his manager and saying, what the hell have I done? I should have taken unders. I should have stayed with the Panthers and sat in the centres and you know, got two or three hundred thousand dollars a year at Panthers and won premierships or gone to the Storm or yeah, whoever advised him to go to the Bulldogs, they should hold their head in shame because mate, his football is just, it looks like he's just a New South Wales Cup player that can kick the ball high. That's literally yeah. all he can all he does at the end of every yeah. set is swing it wide, um, Burton bomb the ball. Yeah. <laughs> it's... Um, I've it's, never thought he was. I've never thought he so was a half. He's never been a half. He was just. He had a good, good turn of foot, good speed. You know, put him in space out wide, and he can score a try and crossover. Like that's that's literally all he can do. Like putting him at half. He's a big. He's a big boy. He's a really big boy. Like he's a. He could play easily playing the back row out wide or centre. Yeah, but well, he just he doesn't have the game for it. Like I said, every time I watch him run, he looks like a four-year-old kid with ADHD. Like, it just looks like he just wants to run 100 miles an hour doesn't actually know what the hell he's doing. Like, I just don't... I mean, I don't know. Like, it's... Everyone wants... Yeah, be every, fine. Everyone wants to be a bus driver, but it's... it's Not everyone's cut out to be the bus driver. I've even said it in the recent weeks to, to Fat Reese about Cameron Munster. I mean, Cameron Munster's... One of the best players in the game, and he's a freakish talent. But I don't think Cameron Munster can lead a team by himself. I think he's better being the second, third fiddle playing off the organisers and that. I don't think Cameron Munster is someone like the Dolphins want to throw one point five million dollars and say Cameron Munster come and be our savior. I'm like, 
Well, he's not even doing that at the Storm in the last two weeks because he had his chance to basically... Everything was on his shoulders. It was his team the last two weeks without Hughes and Pappy there. And Munster was missing in action. He didn't look like he impacted that game at all. I mean, they scored one try in both games. So What this year has proved in the NRL, and Chad Townsend and Adam Reynolds has proved that if you do not have a controlling halfback who can lead you around the side, yep. then you bug it. <laughs> Broncos would barely, we'd probably be fighting for that 10th to 12th place. But we'll win a few games with Reynolds because their forward pack is so good and our back is so good. Yeah. But we don't beat the Sharks. We don't beat, you know, any, we don't come close to any top side. And, you know, all, all for one, I thought Chad Townsend was going to be the worst signing in bloody Cowboys history. I thought for 750 grand, whatever they're paying him, was disgusting. But he controls the game. And yeah. the NRL now is, if you do not have a controlling halfback, it's, they're the only player you can pay a million dollars for now. Hookers, fullbacks, five eights are brilliant. If you've got a good one, you're lucky. But, but the game, you do not the have game's a game, so young. The game's like, so young. It's not so much a controlling halfback. It's having a veteran playmaker. I mean, how many how many pl- halves are over the age of 27, 28 in the NRL? You probably named the only two just then. Like everyone has yeah, got like young twenties. Like everyone's halves seem to be under the age of twenty five, twenty six. So. You know, there's not too many experienced, you know, halves really going around the comp. And, you know, obviously Daly Cherry Evans, you throw him in there. They're probably the only three 30-year-old halfbacks in the comp. Um, the rest of them all seem to be, like, between the ages of 19 and 25. So, uh, I mean, even look at my, my Newcastle Knights. I mean, the only real difference from that team from last year to this year is Mitchell Pierce. Now, Mitchell Pierce was not <laughs> anything crash hot at all. But neither is Chad Townsend, but it just seemed like with a veteran half there, at least the team played like a professional football team. Whereas when you've got oh, those yeah, young, well, inexperienced halves, it's just like everything just seems like it's hit or miss. They might have a good five, ten minutes, and then they'll do absolutely nothing for 40 minutes. That's right. Well, that decision by the night to let him go a year early looks ridiculous now. I don't know why they didn't offer him a two or three-year deal. <laughs> Finishing off the round, 4pm, GIO Stadium in Canberra. We touched on them before. The Raiders have had a bit of a rejuvenation in recent weeks. Uh, a couple of big wins. Um, hosting the Eels. This is a bit of a danger game for the Parramatta Eels. Parramatta's been playing quite well, but, I mean, the Raiders, they've been absolutely fantastic, scoring a heap of points in their last few wins. Um, Macca, we'll go to you. How do you see this one? Um, I'm tipping the Eels, but, yeah, no confidence at all. Uh, Dylan Brown, Mitch Moses, they um, do what they keep doing most games. Yeah, they'll take it over easy. Jamal Fogarty, he first came back after his knee, so um, he'll be rusty. I think he might be a bit like Anthony Milford, you know. He'll be um, come out flying in the first half, but second half, fitness might let him down. So, mm. and, and Jack White will have to do all the work. So, yeah, it'll be, be a good game, uh, but I think Eels will be too good for this one. And I think Steve, I'm not sure if he's going to get a run or not. He's been named in the reserves. Wunga Blake's back as well on the wing, so I don't know who they, if they put him in the centre and drop off the check. Yeah, it'd be interesting. See what happens in the back line for the Eels. Jared Croker back as well for the, the Raiders. I didn't really think he was going to be that much of a difference maker, but the last couple of weeks since he's back, been back around the team, it uh, seems like he is a bit of an influence. And again, an experienced, he's their captain, experienced player around a lot of the younger players they've got in their squad. Um, yeah, the Raiders just seem like a completely different team in the last few weeks. Uh, not too sure what the magic formula is there. Maybe Ricky's uh, eased off the burden and maybe he's not yelling and screaming at them all the time. I don't know what's going on there, but they've had a good couple of weeks. Carrot? Yeah, well, I think the key for the Raiders, mate, they've been going through their forwards like 
Papali and Tapani. Oh, I think they're probably one of the two best, one of the best uh, front row starters in the NRL, and that's been the key. They've actually been playing good minutes for a long time. There, Ricky was using Tapani for 20, 30, 40 minute spells, and it was just it was just ridiculous. And now they're both playing their 50, 50 to fifty five minutes every week, and the team's just on the you know. And Corey Horsburgh and um, I think it's Sutton coming off the bench are doing are doing good work too. So. Mate, they're just using their forwards and they're just playing through their forwards and it's, it's what they should have been doing from the start. On the start of the year, they're trying to throw it wide too much. They were trying to, you know, use their wingers and centers, which are definitely not their strong point. So, um, yeah, I think like I said with Fogarty back now, just going up the middle, just using big Tupper and Tuppany. Mate, I think they can work their way into that seventh, eighth spot quite comfortably if they can keep this form. And I, I think they can do the Eels this week. Um, I'll see how the rest of the round goes, but um, they could be more late tip for the week as going the Raiders, I think. Yeah, I'm probably, as of now, I'll probably pick the Eels. Who knows, by the weekend, I could change that to the Raiders. They have been playing really well. They're going to be at home. Um, nice dry track down in Canberra. All I know is that it's looking like there's going to be points scored because both these teams have been scoring points in recent weeks. So it could be one of those games that's like 32-30 to 30 or something like that, 34-28. It could be, a, could be a bit of a high-scoring game, that one. So now that the weather seems to have gone away and it's all drying up a little bit, um, we could see some uh, nice attacking footy returning this weekend. So we'll wait and see. All right, boys, probably going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, any last shout-outs? Mackie, you already shouted out old Jeffrey Cool with his new shaved look out there, and he's going to be available and single for all the ladies in Perth. Uh, Kerrod, any shout-out for you before we wrap things up, mate? Uh, just shout-out to the Broncos, mate. Shout-out to the whole organisation and Benny and Kevy. Keep up the good work, boys. We love you. Oh six vibes, mate. It's oh six vibes all day, every day. Yeah, um, I've had enough of these oh six vibes in the group chat. Alrighty, that's going to do it for NRL seven hundred and twenty podcast this week. Karen Macca, thanks for jumping on. Macca, make sure you drive home safely and don't have too many beers in the Bunnings car park. <laughs> I love you. You're a mess, Michael. Okay. That's staying in, by the way.